You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I would imagine after a really good workout, you're craving some protein. So where do you go to get it? Change up. Don't make a shake. Don't eat a bar. Grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper instead. Hear me out. Why Old Trapper? Because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty. It's tender. It's made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. And it's a family-owned business. They take their smoked beef extremely seriously. You can taste it in every single bite. I mean, who wants dried, tough beef in a bag? Nobody. It's like eating an old shoe. Old Trapper, though, is the real deal. Comes in four amazing flavors. Old-fashioned, teriyaki, peppered, and hot and spicy. So the next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime, anywhere, grab some Old Trapper beef jerky. Look for it in the Clearview bag. That way you can see exactly what you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? And I remember asking Richard, why did you choose Green Bay? He said, Roy Lee. I want to win a championship. I said, but couldn't you do that in Philly? Y'all got the best defense. Y'all got all these weapons. No. Ron Wolf told him, you can go anywhere in the world and be a great player, but if you come here, you'll be a legend. What's cracking? Welcome to episode 159 of the Jim Rome Podcast. This week, my guest is a Super Bowl champion, a four-time All-Pro, a Green Bay Packers legend, the creator of the Lambeau Leap, and a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2021. He is Leroy Butler. Now, if you're sensing a pattern here, it's because... There is a pattern here. NFL legends of NFL playoff teams swinging through the podcast. Steve Tasker of the Bills, Joe Thomas of the Browns, and now Leroy Butler repping the pack. A huge game coming up this weekend for the Cheeseheads. So let's get right to it right now with Leroy Butler. Episode 159 starts right this second. Leroy, my man, it has been a minute since you and I have been able to come together and chop it up. So first things first, bring me up to date. How are you and yours doing during this most unusual and challenging time? Jim, thanks so much for asking. I think sometimes, you know, we kind of forget to ask each other that, you know, because 2020 was rough, Jim. It was rough for America. It was rough for sports. But for the main thing, you had to quarantine and do some different things. And for me, I kind of learned my children a little bit more. Staying in the house and finding out what they do and don't, because they all had all these schedules. But for the most part, we got away clean. So I just pray that everybody just stay safe. And eventually, eventually, we'll get back to being normal. I second that. I think and anybody would tell you, Leroy, that if there's anything positive in this, it's that we got quality family time. We got to spend more time with the family. So I think that is a positive. Now, bring me up to date. Before we talk about the Packers and the big game this, this coming weekend, you are a finalist for the Hall of Fame for the second straight year. I'm curious, how does it feel this year compared to last year for you? Oh, Jim, that's a good question. That's a great question. The first year, going down to Miami – seeing all the gold jacking guys and kind of interacting with them. And I'll be honest with you, a few of them came up to me. They were like shocked. Like, we thought you were already in. I was like, no, this is my <laughs> first time being a finalist. So it was exciting. It really was. And one of my big time childhood 
heroes was Roger Staubach. I, I just remember seeing him and taking a picture with him and just kind of talking about Super Bowls, and he was so very nice. And then this year with COVID, Jim, it's like a – what can I say? I don't even think – I don't even think the Russians can find out who's made it. <laughs> right. I mean, they, they, they got it tight. I, I don't think any of it, it's just different. I mean, you, once I found out I was a finalist, I said, okay, but how is this going to work with COVID? And it was just real secretive. They really want to keep it under wraps until I think February the 6th. So at this point, I already have anxiety. It's more anxiety for most of the guys. Now, if you're like Manning and stuff, like you could, I mean, trust me, he's somewhere taking it easy, just knowing he'll get in. But guys like me on the cusp, it can go either way. You just kind of wait and see what happens. You know, Leroy, what you just said, there was so much in that response. When you said to me that I already have anxiety, so this makes it even more challenging. I mean, this is actually a serious thing. And I just want to spend one minute on this, because when you say you already have anxiety, we're talking about actual anxiety, right? For instance, for instance, mental health for so long was so taboo, and athletes really were not supposed to talk about it, you know, cop to it. You had to be so tough mentally, and you couldn't show any weakness whatsoever. What was it like? Like, have you always experienced anxiety? And as a high-level athlete, what was that like then and even now? You know, I'm so glad we are spending some time on mental health is a real thing. Because when I saw Kyrie Irving, I just can tell. I say, that's a guy that probably needs to get some therapy. Jim, I've been getting therapy for about 15, 20 years, once a week. And, and I used to go talk to, when I played in the 90s, I would go talk to our sports psychologist on wins and losses, because how do you deal with that? And then, for the most part, you're right. As athletes, when you're taught to be the tough guy. You know, you have to do this and do this at a certain time. And most people say, well, most of these guys got millions of dollars. What's, what's the anxiety about? It can be anything. I mean, it really can be. But it's just the, the common threads of every day you wake up is like a new person and it's like Groundhog Day and all of a sudden you're scared that it's going to come to a halt. Jim, that leads to depression. So I would advise everybody, if you can afford it, to have a good therapist talk to you and find out what's going on because suicide is a real thing. Hurt, another, hurt people hurt people. And I, we found that out when everybody was quarantining. So I just wish a lot of the athletes, I was so excited and proud of Kevin Love of the Cavaliers when he talked about it. I mean, those are the real heroes to me because somebody out there, Jim, is dealing with it, and they look at us on television, catch touchdowns and interceptions, and they say, you know what, I heard this young man say he has anxiety. Maybe I should call my therapist and find out how can I be a better man for my family. There's nothing wrong with that. Not only is there nothing wrong with that, Leroy, I would say that not only is there nothing wrong with that, and not only is that not, is that not a show of weakness, that showed tremendous courage by Kevin Love, by DeMar DeRozan, to say, hey, listen, I'm struggling here. This is hard. This is really hard, and I need help, because that, to me, was a really bold and courageous thing. And to your point, right, if somebody at home is struggling, and they see one of their heroes going through something similar, they could say, all right, you know, that's, I'm not the only one. And not only that, somebody I really admire is going through that, too. Yes, that's, there's the therapy. And sometimes it takes a – because, you know, Jim, men don't like to go to the doctor anyway. Right. 
Because they think that when you talk to a psychologist or a therapist, you sit on this couch and they listen to your problems. But it's not like that. You can even do it virtually now. I mean, you can just have somebody to talk to you that won't judge you. There's no social media inside this room. There's no money. It's just you and your therapist. Let's find out the problem. Let's fix it. But continue to come see me, not when you're well. Because everybody can be friends with you when you get a $100 million contract. But how many friends are you going to have if you're going through a problem, substance abuse, alcohol or whatever, and you get arrested? And then you're at your lowest point and you have no friends. There's a depression. So I like to be friends with a guy when he's up and down. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the one thing my therapist has taught me. Just be a good guy and everything else go well. And for the most part, I try to make sure I stay spiritual and close to God. That way, It gives me a lot of peace. But I don't push it off on other people. You just have to talk to somebody who can help you. I get that. All right, so let me ask you this, Leroy. Aaron Rodgers said recently that he absolutely thinks that you're a Hall of Famer and that he would love to see you going with Charles Woodson. Aaron obviously is going to be there one day himself. Like, what do you think when you watch Aaron now and see him playing at the level, the MVP level, that he's still at even at age 37? Jim, you know this. You've been around a lot of quarterbacks, and so have I. I played with one of the best of all time, Brett Favre. Aaron has something... I don't think anybody in 2020 has. And that is to understand that I control my narrative. I control everything I do around me. I have my teammates. And not to mention, when they write the history books about 2020 in a pandemic around COVID-19, who was the quarterback who had one of the most storied franchises can get to the Super Bowl? That's an amazing story. It really is. And I think that Jordan loves it. We have to go back there for a minute. I think a lot of people thought he was going to lose focus maybe because of the Packers you know, drafted Jordan Love, you know, to be an heir apparent to, to Aaron. But he did it, Jim. He said, I accept it as a challenge. And not only am I going to play fantastic, but I want to make sure my team has an opportunity to do something not a lot of teams can do and have to have a chance to get back to another NFC Championship game. I think you're so right, Leroy, when you say that. He's like, he's in a great headspace. Like, he is so mindful right yeah. now. He sounds mentally. I talked to him not long ago. He's doing amazing. We know what he's doing on the field. Now, you know me. I'm not looking to put you on the spot. And I know that they're totally different guys. They're totally different mm-hmm. players. But if you have to yep. win a Super Bowl and you have your mm-hmm. choice of Aaron and Brett Favre in their primes, who are you taking? Yeah. Who are you going to battle with? Well, put I put I, I will say this: I want to ring with Brett Favre. Sure, he's never missed a game. Okay, put that to a side. We're in the barber shop. We're talking fair question. If Aaron Rodgers wins a Super Bowl, not only would I choose him, but you also have to say he's better than Brett Favre because he would won two Super Bowls. That's how people look at it in the barber shop. And I will also say this. If Aaron Rodgers, in the history of the NFL, Jim Rohn, if he goes down or he retires under 100 interceptions, that's GOAT status. When a guy who's the top-rated quarterback never threw over 100, do you know how insane that is to say? I think he has like 88 now. And if he, this guy never throws a lot of interceptions but a lot of touchdowns, that's why I label this game, Jim, GOAT versus GOAT. 
But, yeah, of course, Aaron Rodgers is the man right now. I would think if you asked Brett Favre that question, he'd be fair about it and say Aaron, you know, is at the top of his game. Hmm. All right, so if we're talking, Leroy, GOAT versus GOAT, you got Tom Brady in the box coming to Lambeau for the NFC Championship game. When you break this thing down, when you look at this, what concerns you the most about that matchup? Is it the GOAT, Tom Brady, or is it something else? Well, I, I'll say this. I think, Let's talk legacy, too. Let's take it further, Jeff. For Tom Brady, I would say if he can win without the hoodie, Bill Belichick, <laughs> that's platinum. He left New England. You go to Tampa. Okay, they had a lot of talent there. But that franchise can use a Super Bowl. And if you go to the Super Bowl, that's amazing. But if you're Aaron Rodgers, okay, and Mike McCarthy's offense, you had two MVPs. You got a new coach, 39 years old. He's 40 now. He comes in with a new playbook. And within two years, you've won 26 games. That's also platinum. This is the game that America wants to see. This is a legacy-type game to say my best quarterback is supposed to win at home, but it doesn't matter about that. So the first time they played, they, I mean, the Packers lost 38-10. to 10. But this time, Aaron Rodgers is on a new wavelength, and he understands that too. He understands how big this game is for him, the franchise, and for his legacy. You know, Leroy, I wonder, like, for instance, no matter when a game is played, that game is a game of inches. You understand this. But also, what's it like when you get to this stage of the season when you're playing on this big of a stage where every single play, every single mistake can make or break not only a season, but the very thing you're talking about, the legacy. What's it like to hit the big stage and play with those kind of stakes? Well, Jim, I was on both sides. I remember early nineties and you know, we had to get in we had to wait to Yancey Thigpen not catch a touchdown for us to make it the first time. So I was that was new to me. But then later when we got Brett Favre and got Reggie White, we had home field throughout. Now we're the big guys on the scene. It's different for the young guys. But Jim, a lot of these young guys, Barnes, you know, fifty one, Martin fifty 52, I mean, I'm sorry, 54, no preseason. They guys had no preseason. They got some young guys out there, some draft picks, undrafted guys, and they're able to say, listen, here's my chance to help Aaron Rodgers get to the Super Bowl. So you explain to those guys how it was explained to me. Every missed tackle counts. Every drop pass counts. This is a new season. You play different in the regular season because that's different. But in the playoffs, Jim, everybody's watching. You're on the stage. All the media trucks are there. If it wasn't COVID, you have everybody in town asking you for media requests. But now with these young guys, they're in a position to do something that is unprecedented in a pandemic, get to a Super Bowl with no OTAs. It was virtual. No training camp. It was virtual. And you want a Super Bowl. That would be amazing when they write the history books. Leroy, you mentioned Reggie White. I want to follow you up on that. And I agree with what you just said, by the way. But you, you know, the tradition, and you're right, the Packers are such an amazing organization with great history and tradition. But there certainly were some lean years. And for a time... Folks did not necessarily want to go there. They weren't free agents were not going there. That was not the destination that it is now and that it might have been before then. What was it like 
when Reggie White showed up and decided to stay. <laughs> I had heard a rumor that he went to San Francisco. And this was key for all the millennials out there don't know this story. Reggie White sued the NFL to become a free agent. Before, Jim, and you know this, it was called Plan B. Right. They would protect all the good players and give all the young players giblets, you know, just the minimum. But Reggie said, no, I should be free to go wherever I want. And I remember Mike Holmgren, who was a first-year coach, kind of like Matt LaFleur, he just felt like that was a missing piece. And when I saw Reggie in that locker room, all of a sudden, Jim, the losing culture just left the whole building. And we expected to win. And it just like, and I remember asking Reggie, why did you treat, choose, I apologize, why did you choose Green Bay? He said, Roy Lee, I want to win a championship. I said, but couldn't you do that in Philly? Y'all got the best defense, y'all got all these weapons. No. I wanted to come somewhere and be a legend. And that's what Ron Wolf told him. You can go anywhere in the world and be a great player, but if you come here, you'll be a legend. And Ron Wolf was correct, and so was Reggie White. It's such a great story. So, Leroy, like, for instance, I want to tell you, I'm a California native. I grew up in Los Angeles. The first time, and I, I now spend a lot of time in Wisconsin, and we can get into that a little bit later on. I, my son goes to the University of Wisconsin. However, the first nice. time I ever, it's great. We love it. We love it. We love it. But the first time I ever went to Green Bay was to do an appearance for the show in 1996, and I went to the NFC Championship game when you all played Carolina, and I'd never been there before. Man, it was so so, so cold and so, so different. I'd never been to a town like that. I'm curious, man. Growing up in Jacksonville and going to Florida State, what was it like for you to be drafted by the Packers, and what was your first impression upon Green Bay when you got there? Well, full disclosure, I was a Cowboy fan, as I mentioned, meeting Roger Starbuck. So I, I'll tell you this. Jim, 1990, was sitting in the projects, um, single-family apart, apartment, no air conditioning. It's about 150,000 degrees. We had people packed inside. We had double legs and water. And I had a rotary phone, and it stuck on this wall with this long bungee cord, hoping that it would ring. And when Lee Rimmel from the Green Bay Packers called me, mm. Jim, it was as if God was on the other line. I said, this is a childhood dream. I remember being an African-American, you know, disabled, wearing the Forrest Gump braces on my legs, spent time in a wheelchair. Kids bullied me from kindergarten to 12th grade, poverty, special education, all of that just came over with me with excitement. And I remember him saying, wait, we're going to put Lindy Infante on the phone. He's the head coach, and he'll tell you all the logistics. I said, okay, great. He said, Leroy. I said, yes, sir. It's Lindy Infante, Green Bay Packers. We're going to take you with the 48th pick in the second round. But do you have any questions? I said, yeah, coach, I, I really do have a question. Where's Green Bay? I can't <laughs> play in Milwaukee. <laughs> wow. He laughed. He said, no, we played two games in Milwaukee, but we play our games in Green Bay. And from that day on, I said to myself, Jim, I told myself this. I'm never leaving the Packers. They took a chance on me. I had a chance to be free agent three times, but I signed extensions all three times, played my whole 12-year career because the fans are amazing. You know what's amazing about that story? Well, a lot of things are amazing about that story, but Leroy, there's supposed to be no such thing as loyalty in professional sports. 
but you're telling me right there, you could have left. You could have left, but you never did. Why? You were loyal to that franchise. I really did. And when I found out the origins and the genesis of back in 1919, a bunch of community guys got together and said, we want to keep our team. And then I found out that the, the actual fans own the team. We're one of the only franchises that we have to open our books up and let you look at it. We have stockholders. We sold shares just to, so we can keep the stadium in Brown County. I mean, I can't leave that, Jim. That's amazing because I feel like when I get in my 50s, I'm 52 now, I would always have income, and I would always be a, like a great guy in the cold weather. I can always visit Florida. I mean, but this is just truly amazing. These fans are great, and we're going to have about ten to 12,000 fans at the game this weekend. So I'm just excited to be a part of a process that when we won the Super Bowl back in 96, 97, I saw a sign that 30 years of misery has ended. We're going to the Super Bowl. That's what you can't make up in any other franchise. No, it's it's an amazing town with an amazing fan base. I'm going to pick my spots here. You mentioned income. I know that you have ventured off into the alcohol space. I'm going to ask you about that in one minute. Now, you mentioned Brett Favre, yeah. so I know what he means to you because you want to ring with him. You actually, Leroy, yeah. you played with some amazing teammates, some amazing characters, some amazing personalities, but I do have to ask you about one of my all-time favorite, favorite athletes, Terrell Buckley. Now, you guys went to Florida State. <laughs> you know Oh, I love T-Buck. I love talking, too. I love talking about T-Buck. I loved watching him back in the day. Now, he got to Florida State after you. What was it like to share the secondary and the locker room with my guy, T-Buck? T-Buck, to me, was one of the smartest individuals on and off the field that I've ever been around. I mean, the guy was really brilliant. And he brought in something that we needed is to have the confidence and the swagger to play a position that most people can't play. And for his size, if you look at his career, Jim, he really had a pretty a great career. He's one of my best friends. One day, I'm telling you, mock my words, one day he'll be a head coach because he relates to players and you can see the brilliance that he has. He's just a smart guy. And I just, I just appreciated being around him because he always talks X's and O's, Jim. We're eating lunch like... Okay, if this guy moves, I'm going to change this. If this guy does this, if this quarterback lifts his foot and this, I mean, he did all. If the offensive tackle is leaning back, it's pass. If he's forward, it's a run. I'm like, dude, take it easy. We just want to eat. He's like, no, man, that's what I do. He talks football, man. I love T-Bug. We just want to eat. Leroy, I'm so glad to hear you talk about him like that. It warms my heart, man. He he talks football. Hello. He was an amazing athlete. For a guy his size, he always played bigger. I know he loves golf. I know he loves golf. But I would love to see him be a head coach one day. He's just got it, man. He's just got it. It's, it's hard to explain it, but you know it when you see it, right? Jim, one of the best putters I've ever seen. Right. I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. Anything 15 feet was going down. And he threw that walk before we saw Tiger Woods do that walk when he put. T-Buck been doing that a long time ago. <laughs> he told me something so funny once. Way back in the day, I don't remember how it came up, but during the show he once said, I said, hey, T-Buck, tell me about the leap. And Leroy and the leap, he's like, man <laughs> – Leroy knows I gave it to him. Dude, he took credit for it. He's like, Leroy, he knows, man. He knows I gave it to him. In terms I love of, him. Dude, is that true? Did he give it to you, or did you get that pick, and did it come to you as you were going down that sideline thinking, man, I'm going to house this, and I'm going into the stands? 
that's a lot of hyperbole in that uh, uh, that statement. Uh, Buck thinks that if you run and do something anywhere around the wall, that was the first leap. But no, <laughs> that was a spontaneous event, and it was funny because as soon as I did that, who who do you think? And that's when text messages weren't a big deal when we had like flip phones. You remember that? Sure, oh, you know stuff. it. Who do you think the first guy called me? Hey, Roy Lee. When did you start jumping in the stand? I'm like, hey, man, it was all spontaneous. But we have fun, man. We do. We really do. He's just a special person. I don't think there will ever be a guy like that with his size to go back on punt return, Jim, and look in the audience and say, I'm going to take this ball back and have the swagger to do it. You know what? There's another thing. He told the fan base he was going to be Jim Thorpe. Oh, I know, dude. Oh, I know. I know. Why do you think I fell in love with him? I loved it. Laura, you're so great. I'm so glad you brought that quote up. I'm so glad you brought that up. That's that's when when I was a young broadcaster on the way up and I saw T Buck yep. saying things like, Hey, yo, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna get twenty picks. I'm gonna be Jim Thorpe. I gave the leap to Leroy. I fell in love with the guy. And one of my listeners, Leroy, saw T-Buck one day when he was still playing, still playing. Yep. And he, he rolled up on T-Buck. He's like, yo, Buck, what is it with Rome, man? He's always talking about you. Always talking about you. T-Buck looks at yeah. him and says, quote, he goes, I don't know, man. He just loves me. And then it just made me love him all the more, right? It's just so yeah, exactly. funny. Just so funny. It, it, it's truly amazing person. I mean, some people... And that's the thing about it, Jim. I'm so glad we're talking about him because I don't want to wait for some guy to pass away and you say, you know, we should have had a discussion. Or if you're one of your favorite guys you like, and that's what anything this pandemic has taught us, we have to embrace people that we love while we're here and not wait for something to happen. So that was just so refreshing for you to bring me. I really appreciate it. No, and I, I so appreciate that you have such a high opinion of T-Buck. You know what? You said something, Leroy, right there. I do this, and I'm sure you do the same thing. The pandemic, and again, maybe you and I are going to sound soft, and maybe because we're in our 50s now, but you know what I do? Like, I'll text my buddies, <laughs> and I don't do it so much, but I, I got no problem saying to one of my guys on the phone via text, yo, man, I love you. Dude, I love you. I miss you. Exactly. And it's it's kind of a pandemic thing because of what we've gone through. But I'm not only am I not ashamed to say that, man, I'm proud to say it. I say that to my boys. Yo, man, I, I love you. I miss you. I bet you feel the same way. No question about it, especially the guys on the Super Bowl 31 team. We try to group text quite a bit. You know, we had a couple guys that got COVID. And, you know, it was bad to us, you know. And we were like, well, you know, good thing we talk all the time. But now they were able to pull out of it. But it did teach us one thing that, you know, when you love your teammates or you love your family member, they love getting that text. And it only takes a few seconds. You know, and my daughter, who's a communications guru, she said, Dad, more people would text while they're driving yeah. instead of texting somebody that they love them. And that's sad. I said, you're right. And dangerous, and dangerous, and very sad. So, Leroy, who's yep, on that text thread? Who's on that text thread from that team? Like, who... Who's communicating? Well, the most colorful, the most colorful guy is Antonio Freeman. I mean, this guy, man, that's my guy. Yeah, we can be talking about anything, getting together, family, food, and then he'll say something that's so hilarious. It's like fifty emojis. Then he'll say, "Guys, don't be texting emojis while we're group texting." <laughs> <laughs> Great, that's funny. I mean, what? It's it's like little shortcuts, you know. George Coons, of course. Bernardo Harris, Doug Evans, 
I mean, all these are great guys, man. They're just great guys. They're just comment, you know, hey, how's it going? How's the family? And it, we just really love it. You know, I'll tell you another guy, and I'm sure people always talk to you about your famous, famous teammates, big-name teammates. I'm going to tell you a guy that I was very, very close to, and then he went through some things, and I haven't talked to him in a number of years, but you played with him, and I always thought he was a really different guy and a really different thinker, and I thought he was a great, great player and a great technician. I'm talking about Sean Jones. Oh, Jonesy. Have you talked to him at all lately? Oh, yeah, yeah, all the time. Jonesy is our technician. He would tell us all kinds of things, like, for one thing, you remember, I, I don't know if people know this, but I had a sack in the Super Bowl 31 game with Bledsoe, and he was telling me, he said, Roy Lee, this, I said, well, how do I go through a guy or go around a guy? He showed me on the sideline. Right. Jonesy was like, no, go through Megat, use this arm, and you should see Drew, you should see Bledsoe standing back there, oh, about eight to ten yards, and you can grab him on the way up. I said, come on, man, you're making this up. And it happened. Exactly, right? This guy was amazing. When we got him, we said, listen, don't bring all that Raider stuff in this locker room. Don't bring all that Houston Oilers stuff in this locker room. You got to be a good guy. He was like, what are you talking about? I don't even know what you're talking about. I play for the Packers now. See, he gets you thinking like him. And the guy was truly amazing. If he had stayed there with him and Reggie, we probably would have won multiple Super Bowls, no he was, doubt. He was that good, right? No question. Hmm. That's interesting. Don't bring that stuff in the locker room. Don't bring that Raider stuff in here. Don't bring that Oilers <laughs> stuff in here. Don't bring, don't bring that, yeah. that locker room, that lawyer locker room, locker room lawyer stuff in here, right? Yeah, all that. Nah, we don't want all that. Tough guy talk and yeah. all that. You're the smartest guy in the room stuff. Don't, <laughs> yeah. Just because you're smarter than us, don't act like it, okay? That's my act guy. Like us. That was my guy, man, exactly. So, Leroy, you are continuing to build your brand off the field. You have made the move into the liquor space. You have premium vodka. I need to know, what is it called, and how did this come to be? Well, you know, Chad Greenway, good friend of mine, he plays for the Vikings. Whoa, 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 whoa. Dude, are you doing business yeah. with the enemy? Yeah, no, that's my guy, man. It's about doing the right thing. He said, Roy Lee, what you doing, man, in this pandemic? I said, you know what? I'm just like everybody else, just staying safe. We had a great conversation. And he hooked me up with some great partners, Jim, some great partners, because it's all about trust. If you can't trust your partners, then I wouldn't go into business with people that you don't know, or at least you can vet. And I say, listen, I'll do it if I'm part owner and I can name it. And the other partner's like, that's fine. So, of course, I just name it Leap Premium Vodka. Perfect. You can go to LeapSpirits.com or follow them on Twitter, and you can actually win free jerseys and stuff. They're giving away all kinds of stuff. I like it. So, Jim, it, it was amazing because in the pandemic, you know, alcohol was one of the things that was doing well. And he convinced me of that. So, shout out to Chad Greenway for helping me out. Now you can't even find it. It's like sold out everywhere. That's so interesting, and you're right. Alcohol, unfortunately and fortunately, obviously, is doing yep, very, yep. very well during the pandemic. I understand why, and I indulge myself. Now, Leroy, do do you drink? No, here's the, here's the, here's the spin to it. No. I've never drank in my life. Never? But check this out. Nope. Don't even know what beer tastes like. Wow. Why? 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 How could, so, like, never? Never not? How is that possible? Well, my mom gave me the lecture, Jim, when I went to Florida State. She said, when you get there, you're going to see two lines and these red cups. 
and they don't want you to trust this alcohol called uh, white lightning or moonshine. I'm like, Mom, how do you even know that? So she <laughs> did some research. She said, don't get in that line. I said, yes, ma'am. Wow. So ever since then, I never did. But you know what made me get into it, Jim, for real? I'm driving the games. I see people tailgating. I said, what are they doing? I, what, why do people tailgate two hours before games? And it dawned on me, people are out there eating brats. I have my own brats, you know, gamedaybrats.com in Wisconsin. And the best thing was the vodka kind of fell in my lap. So 21 and up, I never marketed to those people, Jim. I was always doing like, I'm doing like my ninth cookbook, and I do a lot of anti-bullying talks. But grown people, I just kind of cut them out. So now I've opened it up. So I can cover all genres now, and I'm really excited about it. man, too. Good for you. So let me ask you, like I mentioned to you that before I let you go, Leroy, and it's so great to get caught up with you. So our son Jake is a sophomore at the University of Wisconsin. He's a California kid. Nice. Not only that, though, you know what we did? We bought we bought a house. We we bought a house. We knocked it down. We built a house in Eagle River. So I'm spending time oh. in northern Wisconsin. Do you ever That's get up beautiful. to that part of the state? And I'll tell you where I shop. When we're there, we shop at the market, Triggs. Can I get your vodka at Triggs? You can get it anywhere in the state of Wisconsin. Okay. No doubt about it. Okay. If they don't have it, you go to the store director and say, hey, listen, uh, I need to get this uh, vodka. How can you not have the guy that invented the Lambo Leaves vodka? How can you not do that? If, even if you go to any pick and save as well, they'll have it. It'll be anywhere you buy alcohol, it'll be. Then you know where I'm going to be drinking this summer when I go back. I don't think I'm going to go there. Well, I know I'm not going in the winter, my man. I know this. I know this. So Come I will on, be there. Nice up here. It's beautiful, man. It's just cold. I'm just not built for it. I mean, I can own this. I am not built for it. Dude, I went to the AFC Championship game last year. I'm still not right. I'm still not right. So I'll wait to the summertime. Leroy, give me a prediction. What do you, and, and I'm so, and I'm really very, I think it's a matter of, not a, a matter of if, but a question of when you get in. So I'm thinking really good thoughts about the Hall of Fame. Fingers crossed there. Yeah. How do you think, before I let you go, the game is going to go this weekend? What's it look like to you? Jim, yeah, I'll sum this up real quick for you in 60 seconds. The Green Bay Packers are in position to do something that's unbelievable with a new, a really a first couple-year head coach, and that's get to the Super Bowl. This is a matchup America wants. This is a matchup actually we want. Okay, Aaron Rodgers will be, in my mind, will be a unanimous pick for MVP. But not only that, they have the best quarterback, they have the best offense, they have a top 10 defense. I think the Green Bay Packers will go to the Super Bowl and they will beat Tampa 30 to 19. Leroy Butler, my man, it was always so great to talk to you when you played. We should not have gone so long without talking and getting caught up, but I'm so glad we did. It is great to have you on this pod. Good luck with everything, Leroy, and I know we'll talk again soon, much sooner this time. Thank you so much, Jim, and I appreciate you coming in and out of Wisconsin. When you get here, give me a call, man. I got you covered. You don't have to pay for nothing. Listen, you can rain out baseball, you can rain out tennis, you can rain out golf, but you cannot rain out life. Sometimes, no matter how hard it's coming down out there, you've just got to get in your car, brave the elements, and get to the people who need you most. That's why you need windshield wipers that you can trust. You need wipers from Bosch. 
Rated by Fortune as 2020's number one auto parts supplier, Bosch makes high-performance windshield wipers that handle the harshest weather conditions so you can reach life's important moments. See what matters most with Bosch. A huge thanks to Leroy Butler for his time and for that great conversation. What a tremendous guy to chop it up with. Oh, and if you enjoy adult beverages, you want to check out his line of high-end booze at leapspirits.com leap as in lambo leap of course again leapspirits.com and if you like that remember you just listened to episode 159 that means i have 158 other conversations for you to dig through all of them are great most of them evergreen which means they hold up so go find another one that you haven't heard yet guaranteed it will be time well spent one quick note before I get out. If you missed the memo, I do have a YouTube channel for the Daily Simulcast now. Search Jim Rome Show on YouTube. Hammer the subscribe button on that. Jim Rome Show on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button once you get there. I appreciate the support, and I will catch you right back here next week. Until then, here are your famous voicemails. First new message. Hi, Jim. Bella B in Calgary. Guess what I bought today? De-alcoholized wine. Now, if I wasn't participating in dryuary, how the hell would I know what that was? Thanks, Hawk. Message deleted. Next message. Hey, Jim. Is over-the-top TP a wannabe Rex, or is it the other way around? I think I'd go with Rex, but it's, it's close. Message deleted. Next message. Jim Rome, Cliff from Wisconsin. You asked how cold it was? There was a stretch a couple of years back where 20 consecutive days, the temperature did not reach zero. Talk about cold. You got to have a special breed to live in Wisconsin. Message saved. Next message. Rome, what's up? This is David from Buffalo. Love the interview on the podcast with Steve Tasker. I was a kid when those teams were really good in the early 90s. It was a lot of fun to watch this team right now with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and Tredavious White and, you know, the great coaching staff and the front office we put together here. It reminds me a lot of that type team, man. It's such a different atmosphere in Buffalo. It's a lot like Green Bay where, hey, it's the only game in town. There's no NBA team. The weather isn't great. It's not New York City. It's not Miami. Football is everything here. So this is our time really to show that we are legit and we can make a deep run in the playoffs. Romy, thanks again, man, for talking Bills football. I love it. I'm out. Message saved. Next message. Hey, Jim Rome, Eric Gilson up in Napa. How are you, sir? In regards to the French laundry, that rube that got hosed for 150, that's because he doesn't know anyone. Bottom line, when you and Janet want to return to Napa, come to the French laundry. I'll get you in no problem. He always has a table for two on hold for VIPs, and you certainly fit that bill. It only takes a few weeks instead of a few months. Message saved. Next message. Romy, my homie, it is JJ in Kansas City. Buffalo, you're living on the edge, my friends. Congrats on the win, but you're going to need a lot more than that if you come to Arrowhead. Message saved. Next message. Van Smack, Mike and friends from the shiny, up-and-coming city of Buffalo, New York. There's no reason to complicate things this week, Jim. Message saved. You have no more messages.